is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show on a Monday. First Monday in a while, Papa Dude. Yeah, we've had some problems. Can be on on Monday, and uh, it's usually our night. So tonight we got it, leading into the uh, a Monday night game that's kind of important tonight. Uh, two mediocre teams, but one of them can win the division. So it's a big game tonight on Monday night. Yeah, it is a big game. Let's start with that. What do you think? The Bucks are a three point favorite. They are at home, but like you said, if the Saints win, they're right back in this thing somehow. Um, like I said, three points for the Bucks. What do you think? Well, the Bucks are three-point favorites, and we know why. Yeah. It's because of Brady. And, of course, the other team's awful. So I kind of think they might cover that. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get from either one of them. The Saints have had Brady's number since he's been in Tampa, but I think the yeah, Buccaneers beat him this year, I believe, didn't they, early in the season? I think they did in New Orleans on I'm pretty sure they did. So I think Tampa's going to win tonight. And here's the thing. If they win tonight, they would like uh, – see, there would be like, what, four games left. Uh, no, there'd be five. I think they pretty much seal it up, don't you? Seems that way. It, it just because these teams are so bad and the Falcons losing. Yeah. Kind of seems that way. I think they will. I think they they will get the job done. You mentioned they beat the Saints. Yes, they beat the Saints in New Orleans 20 to 10, second game of the year. Of course, a lot has changed between now and then, but it just kind of feels like this is a game that they get the job done. They're the best of a bad, bad group. And here's the deal, though. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later with some other teams. Their schedule coming up is tough. It is. uh, After this one. And that's why I think they're going to pick up a win because they, I think they they look at the schedule and go, okay, we got to go to San Francisco next week. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. We have to we have the Bengals the the next week. That's not going to be easy on the road against the Cardinals. I mean, that's not tough. Then the Panthers at home, and then they finish with the Falcons. So they need this one. If they lose this one, it could oh. go downhill in a hurry. Yeah, this is huge for them because they go to six and six. They'll have a two-game lead on any team in their division, whichever one you want to pick. They'll have a two-game lead. Probably eight wins will win it, I would think. Wouldn't you think so? Probably eight. And if they get this one tonight, they have six. They would only have to win two of those last five. And you look at Carolina at Tampa. There's one of them, more than likely. Who knows what the Cardinals are going to do? Yeah. And then you got a game in Atlanta. And you know what? Seven men wins might win it. It's entirely possible. It, it is possible. Uh, yeah. I, I just, for the Saints, the flip side of them, they've got games left against the Browns on the road and the Eagles on the road. They do have the Falcons and the Panthers at home. So let's say they can get the win tonight and get to five. Panthers and Falcons would be seven. Maybe, maybe they could sneak in there. Have a shot. That he's got a bet on the New Orleans Saints to win the division. 
<laughs> I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna cash it. <laughs> but okay. it's I, not dead yet. No, if they win tonight, that's why this is a big game. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe a team with a record that poorly is still alive, but they are. And if they win tonight, they'll be five and eight, and they'll only be a half a game behind Tampa for the yep. lead. And like you said, with that schedule, there are two more wins on there. It's kind of hard to see three more because you got to look at how they've played this year, and it's not very good. So, no. no. Well, that's the other problem. They, they just have, you know, this whole division, it's like, oh, if you just could have beat Team X that's really not very good, you would have won. You know, <laughs> they just can't seem to do it. None of them can. This, right. is, the, this is the big one. You got to win this one. Oh, if you're, the, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely. And then you look at Atlanta. They have five wins. Um, Carolina and New Orleans only have four. Atlanta's got uh, – they go to New Orleans. They go to Baltimore. They got Arizona at home. And they got Tampa Bay at home. So they have five. Yeah, you could see maybe them getting seven, maybe. But you can't expect – any of these teams, including Tampa, to go on a run. You just can't. They're not going to do it. They're not good enough. So, mm -mm. No. I, like I said, eight wins are probably going to do it, and I think Tampa oh. will be the one to get to it. So should be an interesting game tonight. I think it'll be competitive. I, I don't know how entertaining it'll be, but I think it'll be a close-ish game. We'll see if Tampa can pick up a big win, get back to 500. Uh, all right, let's go to college football, and let's talk about the top four, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, forget about the seeding for a second because I think it's two separate questions. The question number one, though, did they get the right four teams in the playoff? Absolutely. I don't know how anybody can argue that. I've heard a lot of people today say, well, I think Alabama would beat TCU. Well, that's that, they might. But Alabama lost two games, and so Tennessee, and so did USC. And TCU lost one, and it was a heartbreaking loss in a game they could have won. And what a comeback they made on top of that. Gutty team, I think a 12-1 and team deserves to be in there over an Alabama team or a Tennessee team that didn't even play in their conference championship. You know? I Don't you agree? A big problem with the argument for Alabama is they did have a common opponent, and that common opponent was Texas. And TCU beat Texas 17 to 10, and it was 17 to 3 for a long time. Texas right. scored late. And Alabama needed a last second field goal to beat Texas with Texas back of quarterback in the game. So, I, and the other thing is, I feel like if Alabama's jersey said Mississippi on it, right? and they had the exact same results, I don't think anybody would be complaining. Nope. Absolutely not. It, the because, Alabama brand is what people are complaining about. Right? It's Alabama. they got to be really good. If you've been paying attention this year, for Alabama standards, they're not very good. No. I'm talking Alabama standards. They're still very good, but this is a team that almost lost to Texas. Mm -hmm. They almost lost to Texas A&M. You know, they almost lost to Old Miss. These teams are not great, and they no. almost got beat to some of them. No. They did lose to Tennessee and LSU. We've seen this LSU team. They're not any good. Terrible. And, you know, could Bama beat TCU? Could they beat Ohio State? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't think it's a lock. 
But when you lose two games, it's not in your hands anymore. You leave it up to the committee. I don't think it's, you know, cut and dry, but I do think they made the right decision. Oh, I do too. And, you know, the other team that I think is getting left out, if you're going to take a two-loss team and you're trying to choose between Alabama and Tennessee, it's the brand again. Tennessee beat Alabama head-to-head. And so they lost two games, just like Alabama did. So they're not getting mentioned. It's all, you know, Alabama's the one that everybody's talking about getting left out. And Tennessee beat them, and they have the same number of losses. So to me, the argument would have been if they took Alabama, they should have taken Tennessee. But they got it right, in my opinion. So did they get the seeding right? That's the other thing. They they kept TCU at three, which I was surprised about. I thought Ohio State would be three, but they kept TCU at three, and they put Ohio State four. Do you agree with that? No, but I, I see the logic. They didn't want Michigan and Ohio State head-to-head in a semifinal game. I think that's it. I really do. Yeah. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I kind of think that's it. And the fact that Ohio State got beat so bad in that game, that's probably the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. And they didn't play in a championship game. Yeah. So there's one less uh, game for them to put it all on the line like TCU had to do. So I don't have a problem with it, really. I, I don't. Uh, um, you got teams anyway, so. People chiming in about the Tennessee quarterback. Hayden Hooker was hurt. That's, That's probably why they didn't factor in a little bit. Kind of crazy. Dennis brought up South Carolina. South Carolina back-to-back weeks ruined teams' chances. They ruined Tennessee's chances. And you got to say, they probably knocked Clemson out of it, too. Clemson with one loss winning the ACC may have gotten in. That but the two losses been. obviously had no chance because they lost to South Carolina. That is interesting. I, I that yes, that that would have been an interesting choice between Clemson, Ohio State, and TCU, which two got in. And I'm betting TCU would have gotten left out in that scenario. I don't it's hard to say. It is. Um, would have been interesting to see, like I said, Clemson certainly had really no business being in it. They were not a great team this year. Um, yeah, Tennessee's the one that's just like, oh, that oh. Was, they were a shoe in with one loss. Oh, they did because they had the big win over Alabama, and that's all it took. Yeah, so Tennessee would would. Here's what would have been if Tennessee would have stayed with that one loss. Okay, they would have been number three without a doubt in my mind. So then do they take TCU or Ohio State? I mean, I you know I realize TCU's ranked ahead of Ohio State, but would they have been if it was just for that one spot there in fourth? Yeah, that would have been tough. And the thing that was so made it so good for Tennessee was they were probably more than likely going to get in and not have to play in a conference championship game and stick your neck out on the line like USC did and TS, TCU did. They were there. Oh, my God. They had it set up. They were going to avoid Georgia the yes. way it worked out. Yes. So they would have had Michigan. And, you know, no they offense to Michigan, but I think if people would rather play them in the first round than Georgia. Well, yes, obviously. Yeah. I um, mean, it's uh, – I think the matchups are going to be pretty good. I think TCU is better than people give them credit for. 
they're feisty. I think, you know, going in, they're going to be an underdog. I haven't seen a line yet. I'm, I doubt if it's out yet. Oh, it's uh, out. That's my next subject. Okay. <laughs> Throw it out there. What's the line? So right now, the Georgia, this is crazy. The Georgia-Ohio State game. Ohio State is only a six-and-a-half-point underdog to Georgia. Georgia minus six-and-a-half. What do you think about that one? I think they beat them as bad as they want to from what I've seen. Uh, no, not that bad. But I'd say I'd say I wouldn't be afraid to say that they might win by two touchdowns. There's no game. way I can take Ohio State if that's the line. No, no. I mean, Ohio State, Georgia will physically whip them, mm -hmm. I think. I think they'll bash them around. Dennis thinks Ohio State will win. Drinking I, early tonight, are we, Dennis? I think so. I, <laughs> You know, Dennis, I kind of thought they had the athletes to match up, but I don't unless you're thinking Michigan is the best team in the country. And if that's your thought, then yeah, yeah you, absolutely. You, you could get there. I just don't, I just don't know about that. I, I can't pick against Georgia. I just can't. Uh, I don't think they're quite as dominant as they were last year, mm -hmm. but no one's beat them. And they're very physical. I, I saw what Michigan did once they got, Ohio State on the ropes, they just dominated him. And that's not a good sign for Ohio State. And I've seen them do this against Michigan two years in a row. And a lot of guys say Michigan's not that good. Well, they just bashed Ohio State twice yeah. in the last two years. So they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sylvain says, hope we do a live show for the final. I think we'll definitely do that. We'll, probably, oh, yeah. fun. we'll get together, though, so there's not that delayed – on both of our feeds. Good that. idea. Good idea. Um, yeah, so we will do that, though. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I think it's a weird line. I, now, one thing about it, Ohio State, you know, they got smoked in their last game. Georgia got smoked in their last game last year and then came back and, and was able True. to win it. So. True. But they're Georgia. Um, the other one, Michigan is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against TCU. This, to me, all comes down to – is Michigan really good or is Michigan just good? Right. Because I still not sure. I think they're really good. And if they are, I think they'll cover that. If that goes up anymore though, I'm going to take TCU. I think yeah. it's going to be a seven to 10 point game. TCU is going to play that underdog favorite. I mean, that underdog thing all the way. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to play that. We've seen this so many times teams that are pretty darn good and they are, Listen, if this was Texas and they were 12 and 1 instead of TCU, would we be having this? It's the brand, like you said, when the show opened up. Yeah. Why people don't like TCU and the fact they don't think the Big 12 is any good because Oklahoma sucks this year. That is another factor that's weighing against TCU in this whole thing is Oklahoma isn't any good. Yeah, and and really Oklahoma State. And neither's Texas. No, there are no great teams in the Big 12, and they're holding that against them. Now, the Big 12 overall this year was more solid than it's been in the last three or four years. They just didn't have that Oklahoma at the top of it. Yeah. I do think at that line, seven and a half, I think Michigan is 10, 12, 14 points probably better than TCU. 
the thing with t with TCUs, they haven't ever been in this situation. That's another thing to look for. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I think everybody's thinking Georgia and Michigan for the national championship championship, though. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. I, I just feel like TCU is not going to be a matchup physically with Michigan. Probably not. And that's where the problem's going to lie. And I, I just feel like Michigan and Georgia have the most physical teams that are in the playoff. And again, that's that's where the problem's going to lie for all these teams. It's like, or for not all these teams, for TCU and Ohio State, you're not you're going to get pushed around by these teams. I'm afraid, you know. Uh, but again, with TCU. They've got some skill. Um, I think they can keep it, like I said, within 10 or so. It's just going to depend on that line. And JL mentioned it. TC opened at uh, a plus nine and a half. And now this is all the way down to plus seven and a half. So people jumped on TCU early in this one. Not yeah. much movement in this line, Georgia and Ohio State. It's been six and a half. It did jump up to seven, seven and a half for a second. And now it's right back down to six and a half. So I think the public is split so far on this one. Yeah. And the other thing about TCU, defensively, that's an issue. They're not real good defensively. Mm -hmm. That could be a big problem when you go up against a power team like uh, Michigan. So let's change gears. I want your take on this one. Deion Sanders has been hired at Colorado. Um, it's definitely a, a flashy hire for sure. He's done a really, really good job where he's been at Jackson State. Now he has to go up to Colorado, a whole different ball game here. What did you think of Colorado hiring Deion Sanders? I thought it was a tremendous PR move by Colorado. Mm -hmm. This is a program that needs something. They're in the doldrums. And what can it hurt? I don't think it can hurt anything to hire him at a place like this and find out if he can do it or not. Because you know what's going to happen. The recruiting is going to be better. Neon Dion can relate to kids. Mm -hmm. He can. And he'll get some players. The key is how good a coach is he? And can he assemble a staff that helps him? And they're in the Pac-12. I don't think Colorado is capable of being 10 and 2. Probably not. But they should, they've got a shot to be 7 and 5, 8 and 4. They've done that in the past. It's been a long time ago, but they have. I think it's a great hire. I don't see anything negative about it because that's a program that needs somebody with a name. And if it doesn't work, boom, what have you lost? You go 1-11 every year anyway, so what difference does it make? So I'm going to tell you something. I think this is the best hire they could have done. Me too. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. Let's think about Colorado for a second. You've been to Boulder, Colorado. That ain't a bad place. No. <laughs> so it's a great place. That school in the 90s was really good. We're not talking eight and four. We're talking very good. Even in the 80s, they were good. Oh, yes. They've been good in the past. They're in a conference that sucks. Uh, but, I mean, USC's getting a little bit better. Utah's good. Oregon's always going to be there. Yeah. Everybody else, eh, I'm not too worried about them. Now, the other key will be, is there any money in Colorado, NIL-wise? Is there something on in line there? Because that we all know that's part of it now. So is Neon Dion thinking, man, I can get these boosters in Colorado to fork over some money, some of those businessmen in Denver to fork over some money? 
Guys, you don't think he can walk into a kid's living room and not sell that kid on a place if that kid's interested in going to Colorado? I'll yes. Tell you something. Going into those living rooms is kind of a thing of the past, in my opinion. I think he'll build this team through the portal. I think he'll go get these guys that are going in the portal. Yes. Go, I'm Deion Sanders. That's right. It didn't work out there. It will work out here. Trust you me. Come with me. You come along with me, man. We're going to build something. You don't think his – I mean, I'm not a crazy Deion Sanders guy. I mean, I thought he was a good player, and I kind of liked him a little, but not really. But it's – it's it's whatever it is, the 2020s, man, and those guys are going to take to him. And I think Colorado did a fantastic job in him. I really think the old mold of what you thought a college football coach was, and what not what you thought, but what a college football coach was, is done. It's over. It may be. The way, the way you're going to coach now in college, the head coach is going to be the marketing manager. And he is going to go out and he's going to market that school and he's going to go get these kids from the portal. There'll be some high school recruiting still. It's going to be a lot of portal. It's going to be operated a lot like an NFL team. Yeah. And that's the style of coach you're going to need. And yeah. then the, the other big key is, and, and, and Tony and Tony said it, you got to get great assistance. You and do. Assistants have got to have them ready to play. It's going to be their job to get the schemes, get everything going. And the head coach is going to just be a facilitator like in the NFL. He's going to market his program and he's going to go out and try to get kids. And that's it. I don't think you're going to have to be a great X's and O's guy to be a great college head coach. In the old days of building a program through recruiting and high school and it's over. These it guys is. that are sitting out are gone once yeah. that season's over. That's right. not good there. Forget about red shirting. And developing guys, it's done. I totally agree with you. The red shirting part is ridiculous. Yeah. There's a kid that can play, you get his ass out there because you're only going to have him three years anyway if he's really a good player. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you on that. I think kind of what you're saying is a head coach now is going to have to leave most of the coaching up to his assistants because he's going to have to be on the phone and looking at the transfer portal, keeping up with recruiting. It is a full-time job because exactly. you just simply don't know who's going to be there from one year to the next. This job was tough anyway. It's extremely tough now because I, as soon as that season ends, listen, anyway, you're in uh, the on Monday. You're going through the roster. That's right. Coming back, what are your thoughts? You going to play in a bowl game? Oh, you're not. You know, it's it ain't like it used to be, guys. If your thought process is, I'm going to recruit this kid, I'm going to have him for four years, we're going to develop kid, it's not going to happen. If that is your thought process, you're done as a head coach. You're yeah. finished. And I don't care if you're the greatest X and O's head coach that ever lived, you're done if that yeah. is your thought process on how to build a program. It's not going to happen. And you're going to have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, especially if you're a quarterback, if you're if you've got a quarterback and you recruit him and he's not ready as a freshman, and there are very few quarterbacks that are ready mm -hmm. as a freshman. There just aren't. He don't play, he's out of there. He's out of there. Nick Evers, true freshman at Oklahoma. Um, gone. He gone. Left. Yeah. 
I mean, and there, you know, we don't know what, what went on there, but he also knows that Dylan Gabriel will probably come back. We don't know that yet. Plus, they have a hot shot quarterback that everybody says is one of the best there ever has been coming in to OU next year. And Nick Evers knows that. He saw no action when Gabriel got hurt and they threw out a stick man. You know, so that was signed to me. He ain't, he ain't coming back. I don't know that I can blame him. But if these guys aren't getting to play as much as they want to play, there's nothing you can do about it as a head coach. you got to throw the best guys out there, and if they leave, they leave. And here's the reality, and Dennis says it, and it's true. They don't care about teammates. They don't care about the rivalries. They no. don't care about that school. Listen, there are still a few kids that will care, right? I mean, yes. whether their parents went to school there, their dad played there, their their their, their dad their coached team, there. your favorite team, you know. Yeah, we went to you know, you, you went to the high school at the same town that the college is in or or you're close and you just love them. There's still a few of those out there. Sure. The vast majority do not give a damn. They don't mm-hmm. care and you but, can't make them care. No, and it doesn't matter what you give them, how much clothing you give them. How many pairs of shoes? How you get it everywhere? How you feed them? Yeah. How your locker room is? What your training facilities are? They don't give a shit. They don't care because it's everywhere. They go anywhere and get that. That's right. They're just like NFL players. Yeah. They didn't used to be. You had it by the yin yang, but you don't anymore because they can go what do whatever they want to do. They're spoiled rotten anyway. Yep. They're babied since in high school. As soon as they're a superstar, they do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So they're spoiled rotten. They're profiled on TV when they're juniors. You start recruiting them in the eighth grade. How stupid is that? But you do, some of these people do. I mean, you got kids committed for the 2025 class. Are you kidding me? How dumb is that? So, but again, to me, if I was, and again, I'm not, thank God, I'd be awful at it, but I wouldn't hardly worry about high school recruiting anymore. Because think of it like you got college tape on these guys, too. You know what they look like in college. You're talking about the guys the coming out in the portal. Yes. Yeah. I would build half the roster from the portal every I year. I think you have to. And Tony is right. Look at what Lincoln Riley did. He's he a did. modern coach. He understands. Okay, they got beat. Well, it, it was the same old Lincoln Riley yeah. team. But let's remember one thing. He did have an advantage because he had a quarterback that he had coached that came with him. Now, he, he wouldn't have had that success without Williams. I'm not knocking Lincoln because he had the rapport with the quarterback, but he got lucky that he had a guy like that. I'm not saying he – I'm not arguing with you. He knew what to do. Yeah. But, man, he had that ingredient that you needed to come with you. You look at – not not all, not all, but the majority of the guys that made plays for USC on offense were not at USC last year. That's true. And this bullshit about we got to be together and it's a community and it's it's players. That's all it is. You know, that worked 20 years ago, but it don't work now. No, it doesn't work. And that's why Oklahoma is screwed, in my opinion. You're probably you're beginning to convince me, my man. You didn't in the beginning, but you're beginning. You got the new philosophy against the old philosophy here, and the old philosophy is beginning to buy in to the new philosophy. And I am very depressed about Oklahoma football. I and I understand it. And I, what, the, what you just said and what Tony's alluding to, 
I feel, I feel you. I wish it was that way. I wish, you know, it was development and kids care, blah, 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 blah. It, but it's not. And that's, that's the reality of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln Riley brought in a, a guy from Pitt a guy from Oklahoma. Uh, I don't I can't remember where I got the running back from uh, you, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. He brought in guys from all over the place and your old coach is like, Oh, we got to be together. We got to be unity. And well, all this stuff. Here, they didn't come in the first place. We don't want them. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that. No, you know what brings people together winning and being really good. These kids don't have to like each other or be on the same team for all that long. They just need to be good. They need to now they have to come in and work. They have to understand the offense and their expectation levels. But after that, it's just going out and getting the best players. And that's yeah. what he did. You just just think about this too. Five years ago, you didn't hear about a kid not playing in a bowl game. No, no. They didn't opt out. They're part of that university. Yeah. They went. It meant something to them. And I, and I heard a guy's talking about it today. They said, you know, used to, before this NIL crap, you went to a bowl game and you got a lot of stuff that they give you at the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Well, hell, you don't need that now. A lot of them got car dealerships already. That's what the guy said. That's was, right, yeah. And they go, what do they care if they go get a video camera or a, a, a tablet? Right. You know, it used to be a big time deal. Look what I got. I got a brand new tab. Yeah. Well, these kids got more money than <laughs> the guys that are organizing the bowl games. Right. Some of them do. So <laughs> it is, it, it, I don't know how you deal with this. Yeah. I don't. You don't know how to coach them. You try to get on them. You try to yell at them. You try to make them do better. They leave. They just up and leave. Here's how you deal with it. Every year, you just go get players sport. you can. Let them do what they want. Hopefully, yeah. you can get them to do what you want them to do as far as on the field, I'm talking about. And then the next year, if you got good ones, hopefully they come back and yeah. they go get the next wave. It's, it's not a four-year thing. It's going to be a year-by-year -year thing now. And, you know, Jason makes a great point on the bowl games. They're unbettable. Whatever you do, don't bet the bowl games till the you get into two or three days before the game. Yeah, you know we have all these contests on ESPN where you've got to rank them. Can't do it anymore. And you just simply have no idea who's going to be there and who's not. And how would you like to coach that? You got to get a team, and these and 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 the fans don't understand. They don't understand that. Okay, Oklahoma plays Florida State. First of all, that's the worst game they could have ever, ever got. They had no chance to win that game anyway. No. Florida State's playing fantastic. Yeah. Oklahoma sucks. They go to this bowl game. If I was Florida State, I'd be pissed. But anyway, they go to this bowl game because they're Oklahoma. It's the only reason they're going. Yeah. The Jesus Bowl, no, that's not a big bowl, but it's in Orlando. That's a pretty good trip. And then – not only that, their four arguably best players have opted out. Yeah. They're going to get rolled. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for the first team to come out and say we're opting out of the bowl game completely. It would make sense. Because we don't have a roster. Yeah. You think about OU, and like you said, their, their top four players are opting out. And by the way, OU doesn't have pro, pro players on this team. I mean, these are guys that it's like, no. even if they think they're close to being drafted, they're opting out. Now. You know what they said? 
they're opting out because they're going to the senior bowl. Yeah. Bull. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. It was Eric Gray, our running back, is a fine player. It's questionable whether he can play in a pros. I think he can in a certain place if he improves as much over the summer and everything as he did this year. But, and it would be awful if he went to the Cheez It Bowl and blew out his knee. I get it. I get that. Yeah. But you never heard of this five years ago. Right. It's crazy. And I hate it. The sport I absolutely love has turned into the sport I don't like very well, which is the NFL. Uh, Jason said, yeah, I think a team did opt out last year, Jason. And I think it was, uh, uh like, I think they lied about it. I think they said they had COVID some of yeah. them. And, but was it Texas A&M? Gosh, it may have been, I sure can't remember who it was, but I think you're right, Jason. Um, yeah. I think a lot of, some teams did use COVID as kind of an excuse. Yeah. Uh, well, that ain't going to fly this year. So we'll no, see what no, happens. but you're right. It, I am really down on college football. Uh, I don't know what you do about this transfer portal, but it's got to go away uh, well, because, you know, the old school, you could always transfer, but you had to sit out a year. And that made kids hesitate. Now it's open season. It's and not I know anything. Old- it needs to be regulated. Yes. Right? Like if a coach leaves, then you should be able to leave. And not have to sit out a year, right? Yeah. And JL makes a good point here. Go ahead. You finish your thought and then we'll get to JL. I didn't want you to pass over JL here. Well, I said somebody, some uh, JL says, as someone who works in football and has attended 10 senior bowl uh, uh, practice weeks, it absolutely does mean significantly more than the bowl games. There you go. Okay. I'm going to bow my, flip my hat to you, JL, because you know more about that than I do for sure. If you think about it, that makes total sense, right? The scouts are going to be there. And, Every and, NFL scout can go to one place right. where if you're going to scout all the bowl games, not all the scouts are going to all yes. the games. So absolutely makes sense. Very good point, JL. Yeah. Very good point. All right, let's move on to the NFL here. We'll talk about the playoff picture. You wanted to do that. I'll bring up that. Actually, you want to, I want to do this first. I want to okay. do current Super Bowl odds because we did this last year around this time. Okay. And the Rams were like 9-1 to one or 10-1 to one or 7-1, to one, something like that. And you pointed out the Rams were the value. The Rams were the team to pick, and it worked out. <laughs> so I thought, let's do it. Well, it might again. You never know. It may have been beginner's luck. You might be able to do it again for us. So let's do it <laughs> this year. Okay. I've got them up there right now. The Bills are the favorites at uh, plus 370. That's a, almost four to one if we're talking horse racing. Uh, the Chiefs are plus 460. That's nine to two uh, in horse racing terms. Philadelphia, five to one plus 500. Cowboys, plus 750. Bengals, plus 1200. San Francisco, plus 1200. That's your top eight. Mm hmm. Who would you bet? I mean, you're getting a decent enough price. On any of um, who, who would you bet out of this right now? Well, I'm a little shocked that Kansas City is not where Buffalo is. Yeah. Are you? Maybe because of the loss yesterday is why. So this was taken after the loss. Yep. This is up to the second. Yes. All right. I'm not going to pick the favorite. I don't pick the favorite. I would go against Buffalo at this point because of some of the other prices on the board. Not that I don't think Buffalo can win. I don't don't think they're the best bet right now. 
Boy, I want to pick the Eagles. I do. Five to one is not a bad price. No. And here's I, the deal. you They are trending very heavily towards being uh, the first round by team out of the NFC. Hit me back on two weeks on the Eagles. But yeah. I love them. I love watching them. I think they are really solid. And when you look at the NFC, see, I think the Eagles have the easiest road to get there from the NFC, easier than the AFC teams do. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. The team that's sticking out there that's playing awfully well, there's two. The 49ers is one of them. Now, they, with Garoppolo out, though. Yeah, so I, that's what I was getting ready to say. I can't take them. Yeah. I would if he was playing, because they're playing great. They with him in there, they might be where Dallas is, though. That's the thing. Their, their odds might be lower. Right. And the thing is, you know, they're the type of team with him, and I think he gets a bum rap. I think he's serviceable. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him if you got the pieces around him. Their defense is so good. Okay, I'm going to take Dallas. It's stupid, stupid, stupid to take him. But I think they're better than Philly talent-wise. So I would go either the Eagles or Dallas. At 12 to 1, give me Cincinnati. Okay. I was going to go there too. That'd be my pick in the other side. And the reason is they got the Chiefs number. They can beat the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And they're playing well. They're going to have to probably, because of the schedule and everything, unless it may come down to the last game of the season. When they play Baltimore, mm -hmm. if they win the division and they don't have to come around as a wild card, that's that was my uh, kind of hesitation in picking them. They shouldn't have to. Well, let's look at the schedules right now, okay? Okay. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. They're both eight and four. I ain't picking Baltimore to win it. No way. No way. Now Lamar got hurt yesterday, didn't he? Yes. Was it bad? Uh, we don't have an official word. It, it did not look good. He did not return. No official word yet. I would not. Well, that makes a big difference. It would not be too too uh, optimistic. Okay. Baltimore has Pittsburgh twice. Mm -hmm. They're at Cleveland. They have Atlanta. That's at home. And they finish the season in Cincinnati. Now, they go to Pittsburgh next week. Pittsburgh is quietly playing very, very well. Mm -hmm. And if Lamar doesn't play, I don't know if they beat them next week. Cincinnati has – I can't read my freaking writing. Uh, well, just to comment on, on Baltimore real quick, okay. it doesn't matter who they play. It's a toss-up. It, it is. I mean, they beat Denver 10 to 9 yesterday. Oh, I know. I know. Pitiful. Cincinnati's got, and they score right the last to do it. Yeah. Cincinnati's got Cleveland this mm -hmm. week. That's at home. They go to Tampa. They go to New England. They have Buffalo at home. That's a toughie right there. Yeah. And they finish with Baltimore. So they've got four, four games there that they could lose. You know, mm -hmm. Tampa won't be easy. New England's always hard to win at New England. The yeah. Buffalo game could knock them out. However, 
you're right. Baltimore can lose to anybody. I think if okay, the Bengals are eight and four right now. If they win four of those games, they're in. They win the division. I think it's doable. I I, I don't. What about three and two? That'd be my thing. I think that's more and likely. What's going to happen? Eleven and six, which usually wins you a division or it's yeah. close. Uh, I don't know who who would uh, – I don't know what the second tiebreaker is between Cincinnati and Baltimore because Baltimore's already beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So if the Bengals beat them again, they would both have a win. I think they go to division after that, division yeah. uh, records. Cincinnati's better. They're more consistent. They're, if they get in and win the division, that game yesterday was the key. That was a huge win for them. Mm-hmm. I like your pick a lot. I do. I think they are a lot better than people think they are. I just think at 12 to one, they're worth a play. Um, yeah. I would probably take the Eagles second at that five to one. Uh, I think those are the two. I, I really like 49ers. I thought they were getting ready to really come on that injury to quarterback. I mean, we're talking about Brock Purdy being the starting quarterback there. Right. It, it, it's not going to end well. I mean, there's a rumor Baker Mayfield might, might get signed. I mean, it's oh, that, that's bad. So it's a bad situation. And I'm a huge Baker fan. Yeah. Another uh, conference that's interesting is Buffalo. Well, yeah, let's go to that now. Okay. In Miami. Yep. And uh, Buffalo has the lead now in that division. So that is huge. Uh, Buffalo finishes with the Jets. Uh Golly, I wish I wrote, wrote this better. I can't read it. Uh, All right, I can read it off, thankfully, because okay. I use a computer to <laughs> read the That's okay. I did, oh, the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins. So they have the Jets. Here's Buffalo's schedule. They go, they, they're at home against the Jets, at home against the Dolphins. They go on the road to the Bears. They go on the road to the Bengals, and then they're home against the Patriots. That's a tough schedule. That's a tough schedule. They got losable games against the Bengals mm-hmm. and the Dolphins. They should win the other three. So let's give them – I think they beat the Dolphins in Buffalo. Probably four – get four wins there. Okay. Well, four wins is going to get them in probably. All right, let's look at the uh, Dolphins. They're at char- at the Chargers. They're at Buffalo. They have Green Bay. They got to no- go to New England, and they got the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going to lose one of those somewhere. I think I don't think they're good enough to go five and zero down the stretch. Well, the the problem with the game is they they have they have that win over the Bills, but now they're behind them, right? And so they're going to have to beat them. I mean, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Them or they're out. Yeah. Uh, in the division. Yeah, right. That's the game it's going to come down to, and it's in Buffalo, and I don't think they're good enough to beat the Bills in Buffalo. No. So. Yeah, that's an interesting division. I think I think Buffalo's going to win it. You know, the Chiefs are locked into theirs. Uh, Tennessee's locked into theirs. So we have two interesting division battles between the Bengals and the Ravens and the Bills and the Dolphins. And then you look at the wild card. Uh, the loser between Miami and Buffalo's locked pretty much as a yeah. wild card. Yeah. The loser of the Bengals-Baltimore is locked. As a wild card, maybe. Then it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Got the Jets at seven and five, New England six and six, the Chargers at six and six, and a team we mentioned that's coming on strong 
believe it or not, are the Raiders at five and seven. They're playing great football right now, and they they could they could make a run. They could and knock somebody out of there because you know none of us are sold on the Jets. I don't think Mm-mm. you can't be sold on the Chargers to do anything significant to get in there. And New England's simply not good enough. Their schedule is really tough, New England. Yeah. So the Raiders have a couple of tough games. They've got the 49ers, and they've got the Chiefs. Now, that Chiefs game is the last game of the year. Mm -hmm. It's in Vegas. KC will have it all wrapped up as far as the division. They already do pretty much. So if the Chiefs' playoff spot's not on the line, they're seeding. They may not play everybody in that game. I could see them setting Mahomes out if their playoff seating is locked in going into that game, yeah. which it may not be. So the Raiders are five and seven. Nine and eight could get them in. Can I make an argument for a team that you're not thinking about? Okay. What about the Steelers? Well, I'm thinking about them. Listen to this. Throw my schedule out there. They're five and seven. Right. They have the Ravens in Pittsburgh this weekend. I think they win that game. I agree. They go to Carolina. They better win that game. If they win that, they're now seven and seven. They're at home against the Raiders. That might be for a playoff spot. It It could could be. It's got to, but they can win that game. Well, sure. They're at home. Sure. That's and that, 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 five that's straight, yeah, five straight wins. They're eight and seven at that point mm-hmm. with five straight wins going mm-hmm. into Baltimore. By that time, you have no idea what Baltimore is going to be. No. Who else they got? Say they lose it. Okay, they're eight and eight. Their final game's at home against the Browns. Nine and eight. From a schedule standpoint, they have a legitimate shot at nine and eight. Absolutely. And what franchise is more proud? Than them, and they get on a roll. Think about the teams we're talking about. Yeah, last spot, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, LOL, right? The <laughs> the Patriots are a proud franchise, but they are a trash. They're not very good, yeah. and their schedule's tough. The yeah. Chargers are a freaking—they're just the biggest joke in the NFL. They are a train wreck that needs their coach. It's just ridiculous. The Raiders are usually a joke. They're still kind of a joke. Yeah. I, I don't believe in them. The Brown, Give me a break on the Browns. And then there's the Steelers. So, yeah. The Browns, you could throw them in two simply because their quarterback is back. And if he's magic, you know, they're not completely out of it. But I wouldn't get too worked up over beating Houston yesterday. So. They're, they were awful against Houston. They scored every way, but with their offense. Yeah, I don't see it. They go to they go to uh, the Bengals this weekend. I don't think that will be very good for them. Although they they can beat them for whatever reason. Um, then they got a home game against the Ravens. It's winnable. Home game against the Saints. It's winnable. They do finish off at Washington at uh, Pittsburgh. So yeah, it might be he's back a little bit too late, and I think they're going to gel a little bit too late. Yeah, I, I don't consider them a serious threat. And, and let's quickly look at the Jets. 
because they are ahead of all these guys. They're they seven. Got the leg up, yes. Yeah. So the Jets are at Buffalo this week. So they may not have the leg up after that one if one of these teams like the Chargers could happen to win a game, but that's you not. I think that's a loss, yes. Yeah, because they have Miami. So anyway, mm -hmm. uh, they have Detroit, who guess what? Is not a pushover. I think when you're the Jets, that's a 50-50 game. Oh, I don't think they beat Detroit. The yeah. Lions are playing extremely well. They've won four out of five in OY. Oh, yeah, they lost to Buffalo by three points on Thanksgiving Day. They played a hell of a game that day. Yeah. Uh, they have Jacksonville. Uh, no, wait a minute. That's not right. No, it is. They have Jacksonville at okay. New York. I don't think that'll be a problem. No. And look who they finish up with yeah. at Seattle, at Miami. It, it's tough. I see. I see. Maybe two wins. Maybe, and that's giving them the win against Detroit. Now they do have the leg up, and that would get them to nine and eight. So it's well, going to get interesting to see who gets that third playoff spot. They did beat the Steelers, and that's that. You know, that would give them a leg up there as well. They did beat the Steelers very early in the year. Yeah. So, so it's fascinating. It, it is. It, I mean, it is. And, and I think, I really think this last wild card spot's going to come from left field. And there's one thing you're not factoring in yet. And I don't blame you, but I bet by the time this is over, we will factor this team in Baltimore. They're going to drop. Fading, fading. They do it. They've done it in the past. Yeah. I think they're the team that at the end of the day will go, oh man, we forgot about Baltimore and they're, they're not any good. Uh, <laughs> they're going to fade, but they don't have a very hard schedule. You kind of laid that out. So. Yeah. And they only got to win probably two games out of the last five. Yeah. The key is going to be how hurt is he? Right. You know, now you go over to the other side. Yeah. The other side, it, it, it seems, it seems like we're just battling for that last spot. It does. It does. Because, you know, the Eagles are in. Forget it. They may not win the division, though. But they're they're, gonna win. I, think, I think the Eagles are going to do it. I do, too. But they're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. where are they? Yeah. Ditto for Minnesota. Oh, they're going to win the division. So, yeah. forget that. The Tampa thing is a joke. But they're, let's count them as they're going to win it. Okay. And then I think the 49ers will beat out Seattle. I still think they're better, better than Seattle. I agree. I uh, we'll see. Then, uh, but then you put Cowboys are definitely going to, if they don't win the division, they're definitely the fifth. They're in Yeah, one of those two teams, probably the Giants. Well, there's three. Well, okay. So two of them is going to make it probably. Yeah, they have to. To me, you got four, four teams for two spots. Because I think the Lions are back in it. They have a shot. Yeah. But really, I mean, realistically, right now it's three teams, two spots. Yeah. So let's look at the Seattle-San Francisco schedules. Mm -hmm. Okay, Seattle's got Carolina at home this week. That's a win. San Francisco this week has Tampa at home. Well, let's say Tampa wins tonight and San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback, which they're not. They won't have one this week. That suddenly turns into a very – Tough game for yeah. the Niners. Okay, then the big one. Next, the next week, San Francisco has to go to Seattle. Yep, that's going to go a long way. Now, let's say that both teams win next week, and it's iffy for 
San Francisco, in my opinion. Listen, it's iffy for Seattle every week, too. They're up and down. It is, but Carolina, come on. Well, that's true. It is Carolina. They're going to be team. Yeah. Okay, and then let's say that uh, Purdy still has to play in that game at Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they win it, and suddenly they're tied. So now we go down to the last three games. Okay, here's the big one for Seattle. They got to go to the Kansas City. Yeah. They're not going to win that game. No. And the same week, though, 49ers have to play the Commanders. Now that's at home. So they may regain the edge right there. Then the next week, Seattle has the Jets in Seattle. Well, San Francisco has a very tricky game at Vegas. This one's going to go down to the wire. It is because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. It's going to be close. They end up at home, both teams, uh, division games. Seattle has the Rams, and the 49ers have the Cardinals. So I could see this going down to that weekend. You know, it, it's it, it just could because of the quarterback situation, like you say. It feels to me like both are going to make it. I think so. But, but I don't know who's going to win the division. I don't either. So if we soon both make it, then you're down to one team. Or one spot for three teams, right? Giants, Washington, and and Detroit. Two. Uh, no, there'd be one spot, three teams. We're assuming Seattle's in. And oh, okay. I mean, Seattle's in. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So everybody's sitting here saying, look at the Lions schedule. Everybody's saying, look at the Lions yeah, schedule. I didn't look it up. They're five and seven. They okay. are at home this week against the Vikings. That's good. You know what? They will play them well. I think they might beat them. They might. They got a lot to go to the Jets. They got a lot more to play for than the Vikings do. Correct. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Then they have to go to the Jets. They have to win that game. Do they have to, though? Because listen to this. Keep going. Panthers, Bears, Packers. That's their last three games. Is, Is the Packers game in Green Bay? Yes, Packers games Green Bay, but it's the last game of the season. Green Bay is, has will have nothing to play for. No. Well, I don't like their. I mean, they have chance, a chance, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But they're the Lions, and I just can't throw my money on them yet. They're going to have to win four out of five to get to nine and eight. That's not impossible. Just it's more than likely eight and nine, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. If they beat Minnesota this week, it changes. If they get if they get Minnesota this week, and they've got the- a big time shot. I think yeah. that's the big key. Um okay, the other thing is you look at those games like they can win four out of five, but if they lose the first one, they're not gonna win the next four, right? I don't like think if, so. if they go to five and eight you're going to feel a whole lot different than if they go into that game at six and seven. Absolutely. I think we're done if that happens. It's a huge. So then you look at, you, then we get the Giants. Yep. And uh, by the way, there was a lot of controversy in that game yesterday about them playing for a tie, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it's better than losing, I guess. Well, okay. Let's be clear. It's it, a lot of controversy from the betters. <laughs> who bet Washington? I don't know if anybody. Okay. <laughs> All right. That, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, let's look at their schedule. They got Philadelphia this week, and it's at home. I don't think they beat them. No. 
They got a return match with the Commanders next week. Let's say they lose those two games. They're seven, six, and one. And then they got to go to Minnesota. Yeah, they're done. Seven, seven, and one. They got Indy. That's at home. And they finish the season in Philadelphia. Now, it's entirely possible the Eagles have absolutely nothing to play for in that last game. But I think they're going to lose three of those five. It's possible that they can. Mm-hmm. I, so that puts them at nine, uh, what, nine, seven, and one? Right. If everything goes right, they could go eight, eight, and one. They could. It's easy, too. All right. So then you look at Washington, who has a bye this week. Mm-hmm. They have the Giants when they come off the bye. That's the key game for them. They have yeah. to win it. They got to go to San Francisco. They got Cleveland at home. And they wrap up the season with Dallas, who could be in a position where they are the first wild card team. Yeah. It, 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 that game has a great shot to be meaningless. It could. Yeah. So you look, okay, let's say they beat the Giants and let's say they lose to the Niners. They're eight, six, and one. And then they finish with Cleveland and they win. They could maybe even afford to lose the Dallas game and still get in. Yeah. To me, they're the big time favorites for that last spot because of the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But they got to beat the Giants in yep. two weeks. They have yep. to. They're out if they don't. Not out, but they're in trouble if they don't. No, oh. they're not. Yeah. Like I said, they're not out, but they're, they're in trouble. The other thing is, you know, you count that game against uh, 49ers, that's going to be a loss. You, you just don't know. You, I, I don't count that as an automatic loss. Situation you don't know. You just don't know with the quarterback this, situation. This is a very gritty team. That's mm-hmm. hard to beat no matter what. Mm-hmm. The, the commanders are. They play pretty much the same every week, and they're hard to beat. They're well coached. They're gritty. They hang with you. You know, they're one of those. They're like a, a gnat. They're just in your way. So. I, it's going to be really interesting down the stretch. And we have a lot of mediocre teams vying for playoff spots this year. We don't, you know, I think more than usual. Don't you? It just seems like we're top heavy. Yeah. And then the rest, we got a few there. They're kind of, eh, they're okay. Yeah. And then we got crap. We've got a lot of bad teams. Yes. We really do. So, do. but this is a big game tonight because then we got other teams to throw in here if. New Orleans wins tonight. So yep. the NFL is getting very, very interesting. The college season has been unreal. We got to talk about, <laughs> just for a second, have you ever cheered <laughs> for Utah any more than you? Have you ever enjoyed a game more no. in a game that didn't mean a whole bunch to, for us for any reasons? And now, first of all, I was shocked, totally shocked. Yeah. And I know they have an excuse, and it's legit, because they were toast when Williams couldn't run the ball. That was it. But they still they they still moved the ball after he got hurt. You know, they had it down there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could have got to 31, 30. You know, they did not just couldn't move it. But have you ever seen a defense? Well, yes, you have. We've seen it many times at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley when the defense just totally collapses and quits. They just quit. Yeah. And their offensive line quit. Yeah. 
I mean, Williams couldn't move, but he couldn't even – he didn't even have a chance. No. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was finally – I've been waiting for that to happen all year. Yes, and I, watched, I watched them every every week, and it's like their defense looked good at times. I'm like, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I basically was sitting here thinking it's Oklahoma. It's it's all Oklahoma. It, reminded then it was so me. nice to see him just get shredded and be like, yeah. oh, there it is. It reminded me of what Kansas State does to Oklahoma. Only it was worse. <laughs> and, you know, kind of the epitome of the whole thing is when they just killed Rising, the quarterback, on that hit. And he just bounced up like a rubber ball and said, let's go for the next play. See, that kind of epitomized the whole thing. That is Lincoln Riley team in a nutshell, right? Mm -hmm. After the game, the announcer said, Utah, they're the bullies. No, here's what a bully is. You beat up on, on the week. And then yeah. when you get slapped in the mouth, you have no response. That's what a bully is. That's what Lincoln Riley coach teams are. I've seen it. Year after year after year, yes, the defense is always bad. But one of the biggest things is when you hit one of his teams square in the mouth, there is no answer, and mm -hmm. there never has been. And that kid from Utah just bounced up. Yeah, he didn't go after the guy. No, the 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 sideline didn't that much. It should have been. I don't know. Did it end up being targeting? No, no. Well, I, it was iffy, but yeah, had that been a USC, like you said, they would not have reacted that way. No, they, no, they his teams, teams for whatever reason, they when you get hit them in the mouth, they just can't, they can't respond. And you, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen teams of his start like that. It just like, wow, this may be the best team in the country. Like, well, we were saying so it. Good. we were all saying it. Yeah. Who's going to beat this team? But here's what happens. And listen, Caleb got hurt. That's a big yeah. part of it. I still don't think oh, they would have won because they weren't going to stop him. But it would have been just like the last game they played. It would have been back and forth. Yeah. I've seen it a million times. When his initial game plan gets stopped, and this time it was because of Caleb Williams getting hurt, I don't know if they ever would have stopped him. But the point know. I'm trying to make is he is one of the best I've ever seen at getting a game plan out there and throwing it out there and executing early, it's incredible what the guy can do. But when that game plan gets stopped, the offense stops. And I've seen that happen with his teams before. And I, I was talking to my good buddy Patrick uh, from VEASAN about it. He loves Lincoln and loves USC. And, uh, you know, but he said, he said in the offseason, he said, the one thing I never liked about him, when that initial plan, that initial play calling set, when they stop it, there's no adjustment. And you saw it. Caleb got hurt. They started to stop him, and he froze, and there was yeah. nothing to it. They had no answer. They had no answer. No. Mm -hmm. Defensively, it's like, yeah, I've seen that all the time. That's well-documented. Everybody knows about it. Offensively, I have seen what happened to them happen to them a lot. Uh, his coach teams a lot. And that goes unnoticed. Unless yep. you watch them a lot, his teams. Right. And again, I don't want to criticize him. He's done a fantastic job out there. That was a oh, yeah. masterful performance of straightening up a mess in just one year. What a job he did. Fantastic. 
Yeah. And but for better or for worse, they are now Oklahoma. Yeah. And I think I think you can say Ohio State is Oklahoma also. I've I said know. this for two years. Pretty much. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, when when they went up against Michigan and, and they got hit in the mouth and the bully gets hit in the mouth mm-hmm. and then the bully cowers. That's what Ohio State's look like. And that is what OU looked like for, yeah. for under Lincoln Riley every year past the first year. I think the first year you couldn't really say that. The other years, 100%. Yeah. And that's what they look like. They look like every – it was a carbon copy of what we've watched at Oklahoma. It was. Everything. And I was shocked. I really – I thought know, they- Blow the play calling them. locks up and, and and the defense all of a sudden just out of nowhere. It's not like that defense was awful the whole game, but just out of nowhere, it implodes. And when it implodes, they can do nothing. Did nothing. you hear uh okay? Did you did you hear the press conference? No, I did. I watched it. Okay, so he made a comment that the defense uh, well, I can't remember how he worded it. They let up or something to that effect and started panicking and trying to tackle the ball, trying to get turnovers. Okay. Which that was obvious. They were trying it, they weren't tackling. So, a couple questions later, somebody asked him, <laughs> it was pretty funny. They go, Is that the way you, you teach defense to tackle the ball? <laughs> And not tackle the ball carrier. And he got so, you know, he didn't get mad very often, but he got mad at that one. You know why he got mad? No. Because that is what they teach. It is. Better than anybody. Alex Grinch teaches turnovers. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Turnovers. And he goes, I'm not even going to answer that question. Listen, listen, it's true. Alex Grinch, the only thing he teaches are turnovers. And guess what? They did a great job with the turnover margin this year. They got a lot of turnovers. Oh, it was unbelievable. But they fundamentally, defensively, his teams are not great. They can't tackle. No, they cannot tackle. But they can get turnovers. Yeah. So it's up to them. His press conference was so familiar. <laughs> if you need to go back and watch it, you're going to say, oh, I heard this several times over the last few years. Yeah, exactly. Just stick for these players and how hard they work. But let's not forget how far we came this year. We had a fantastic season. We can't lose sight of that. Sure, this is disappointing. All true. And that's what coaches say. And he was all class, just like he always is. The big thing is, I think every USC fan is going to go, look, it was year one and look what they did. And it's true. Oh, it is. And they think well, it's only going to get better. It's not. It'll be about the same. That's this is what you're going to be, and what that's fine. You know what what you are is really good, and you may get in that Pac-12 championship game, and you may win it for sure. Oh, sure. Like, but no doubt, this is what you are now. It, and it's what's not it going to get like, better? What's it going to be like when they transition to the Big Ten? Where it's a little bit of a different brand, although the Big Ten was terrible, other than two, three teams. Well, and the other harsh reality that will hit them once Caleb Williams leaves next year, he unless knows. he just goes gets another quarterback, he always does. When he misses, he doesn't always. When he misses on a quarterback, oh boy. Oh yeah, but he didn't miss on Spencer Rattler, sort of, and it, you know it got real bad. When you think about it, okay, quarterbacks he's had. 
He did not recruit Baker Mayfield. Mm-mm. He fell into his lap. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray transferred from Texas A&M. Did he have a hand in getting him there? Yes. But that's not a high school recruit. Uh, Jalen Hurts, transfer. Yep. The first guy he had to go get after those three, which, by the way, are all pretty darn good. That's good there, JL. 67 quarterbacks entered the transfer, transfer portal today. 67. And that's what we're talking about. You don't stay if you're not playing as a yep. quarterback. Anyway, then he he whiffed on Spencer Rattler. Yep. He missed on him. And, and Rattler's okay, but he wasn't as good as – No, but the whole here's the whole point. He can't win at the high level with Spencer Rattler. No. Spencer no. Rattler is really good. But yeah. when Lincoln Riley doesn't have an elite quarterback to cover up all the other problems – they look like Oklahoma looked with Rattler. Yeah. And everybody at OU and, and you know, we've been used to seeing really good quarterbacks. They turned on Rattler, but the, the main problem was he didn't have anybody around him. No. And he wasn't quite as good as some of the others. No, exactly. Yeah. He, then he, he, he didn't have a defense to go with him to get him stops or to put him in good situations, yeah. stuff that a good quarterback needs. Yeah. So that's why that's, that's yeah. all I'm saying. It, but yeah. he'll go get another one, I'm sure. But Oh, yeah, because they're going to want to play for him because of his track record of getting you into the NFL. <laughs> then it says he's coming in and he's transferring to racing dudes and taking Jared's spot. <laughs> <laughs> Entering the- uh, all That's- right. Well, you're, you're, you're on it as usual. Yeah. All right. You got any uh, questions to end us I tonight? Do. I do. Uh did a lot of research on these. I had five minutes before the show and I found them. So here we go. All right. If you could be any animal in the ocean, what would you be? Oh, killer whale for sure. I knew you would say that. Yes. You want to be the uh, alpha dog of the ocean. Oh, killer whale is a, that is one of the, that is the boss of the ocean. Yeah. No predators except humans. Basically. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what my answer is. I'm going to be a dolphin. Yeah. Dolphin. Because I'm more docile than you. Right. Well. You want to well, you want to rule the ocean. I want to be kind of second in line. Right? The dolphin is a definitely a good pick as well. Yes. They just look like they have a lot of fun. Yeah. So. But a whale is a good part. A good, good, uh, good selection. If you could go part back into any part of history, any era, what would you go back to? Uh, I no, I wouldn't. wouldn't you don't back. want to go back to any part of history. No, nothing. No, you wouldn't want to be in the old west. No. Oh God, no. No, that no. Is- so you're like the character in a million ways to die in the west. Oh, 100%. It is 100%. West. I had no idea why he was there. All you all you people that watch these Westerns and think, boy, it'd be cool. You are taking for granted so many things. Well, if you were out in the Old West, for sure, you could get shot for no reason or to something, Indian attack, something. You're taking so much more daily things for granted, yeah. little a, things for granted. A bear. Could, you could... You could be on your horse and the horse breaks down and flips you down into a gully somewhere and you 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Would not, would not go anywhere, but where we're at right now. I'm trying to think. Uh, the 50s were a pretty fun time. No way. And we had electricity. Uh, we had cars. Uh, now, TV was just beginning, so that wasn't too big. I loved living or growing up when I did. I, I did. It was I'm a child of the 60s where things began to change in this country a lot. We went from from wholesome, do what we're told, to starting to rebel a little bit in the 60s. But the 70s, no. The 80s, no. The 90s, ever since then, not really. Right. All right. None of them. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think I know your answer to this one. Okay. okay. If you could be world class at any sport, what would it be? Oh, hockey, for sure. Oh, well, I knew that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love, because you can skate. Well, yeah. And I, I, I loved to, to play hockey uh, as a you know kid. I that's why I, I would uh, all day every day. And so yeah, if I could be a world class hockey player, that would be fantastic. yeah. Yeah, and you're a good skater, and uh, yeah, I think that I've always thought that you have a lot of. I've seen you handle a puck and stuff. You're pretty good for mm -hmm. a kid. To never I play. can play. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, you never you never grew up playing it, and you've got more natural <coughs> talent in that than anything else. I would love to have learned how to play hockey also. Uh, I can't think world-class uh, used to be, I would have loved to have been a baseball player, but not so much anymore. I don't think basketball is, you know, that's, you gotta be unbelievable to be an NBA basketball player. I, I don't think people realize how good you have to be to, be in the NFL or any any professional sport, you are just so good. You know, golf is a good one. Yeah, I, I see. He made uh, Jason. I, I would love to have the skills, the temperament, temperament to be a great golfer, but I don't. So, I absolutely loved the games, the baseball games. I, I loved them. I hated baseball practice. Oh, nothing worse. And that was the thing. If you could just be on a baseball team and play games, I I, I might try to find an adult league and play. I loved the baseball games. Loved yeah. them. Yeah. I hated baseball practice so much. It's so freaking boring. It's unreal. Yeah, and there's just no way to make them interesting, really. I hated basketball practice, too. The only practice – I did not. I did not hate basketball practice because back when I played, you scrimmaged a lot. We and that was fun. That was fun. I hate the, the practice I hated the worst with football. That was the worst. Yeah, football tough practice. You go out there and beat your head against the wall against your best friend, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then it's a hot the early part of the season, it's just absolutely terrible. JL says, if you think basketball practice or baseball practice is terrible, you should try swimming. I would hate swimming practice. Yeah. <laughs> I can confirm that. Never done it. I can confirm well, I'd hate it. How about cross country practice? Wouldn't I that hate be that? Like a track practice? No, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah. All right. I know the answer to this one too. How much would you pay for a journey into space? Uh, zero. I don't want to go to space. Me neither. <laughs> I wouldn't pay a dime. <laughs> I know. I know my track record, and the odds are the thing would blow up. With me on it. 
I wouldn't be worried about that, but okay, Michael, I got, I got, I got it. Okay. He's so right. He says baseball practice is just long. It's, it's ridiculous. A baseball practice should only be an hour. Yeah. Everybody get in there and get their cuts and take a little infield and get out of there. The three hour baseball practice starts off, uh, like soft toss, like you're on your knees, like tossing. It's like, what the, and then like hit, hit this off the tee. And then it's like, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's work on your hands. You do some hand drill. Now go out there and run pole to pole. Yeah. Like why? Like I, let's hit off of a pitcher. Let's take infield. Well, that's going to be really important. Let's do some situational stuff. And let's get the I hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree. I never understood why you ran in baseball. Why, why did you have to run pole to pole? I have no idea. I have no idea. If you're an outfielder out there shagging flies, you're just playing grab ass the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> you go out there and kids taking batting practice and you just throw it to him, throw it to him, you're standing there. It's like, this is the dumbest thing. Yes, you got a kid up there that can't hit. And that's the worst. They give him like a hundred swings and this could kid hey. couldn't hit off of a tee, let alone. Yeah. This is the last one. This is the last one. Not yeah. You got to hit this one. They swing and miss. Okay, one more. Let's. I've never wasted more time at a at a baseball practice. I'm with you. I don't understand the soft toss. I don't get that. I don't understand it. Uh, you got to learn to hit a pitcher. You know, mm -hmm. I can remember when you were growing up, and and, and we, we would have uh, a pitching machine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And kid hit that pitching machine because there was no fear of getting hit with the ball. Yeah. The pitching machine was right down the middle or it was low or something, but it wasn't in your at your head. And a guy wasn't out there throwing it at you. Okay. So mm -hmm. when you go to the pitcher, it totally changes. Oh, everything. Pitcher, yeah. Different. You get this big old kid out there that's smoking it. As one of them gets a little too close to you, that's it. Yeah, Car Ramrod says the same thing. Six-hour basketball, uh, baseball practice. It's just, it's insane. I tell you what it is. I tell you, most baseball coaches are fucking just obsessed with baseball. They are <laughs> a lot out of, of their mind obsessed with baseball. And I think every the kids are too. And the kid, no. yeah, we just want to play. Too. Like I don't, I'm not obsessed with baseball. I just want to play. And so they yeah. go out there and they think they've got to do all this shit. And it's crazy. It's craziness. It and they watch every damn instructional video yeah. on what here's what they do at, at college. Here's what they do here or there. Yeah. I got this from I got this from yeah. Mississippi State. They won the national championship last year. And the sure. kids are sitting there go, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't hit the damn ball. Coach, you know that. <laughs> I can't catch it either. And no instructional video is going to do me any good because I'm scared of it. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and we finally, we finally got uh, last couple of years. I coached when we were so good. We practiced about an hour and 20 minutes and we got in there. There was never a break. We let them get a drink. That was it. Yeah. And we just went, Bam, 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 bam. And we're out of there. If any of you are listening right now and you're a coach, 
practice for an hour and 30 minutes at the most and get out. Trust me. Thing. Those get kids, out. especially at the high school level, junior high, those kids have a life too. They don't want to be in that gym till six o'clock at night. They've been at school since eight. They need to get home and get out of there. You're, you're not going to be as, as tired either. You need to go home. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. It doesn't matter. There's I've coached teams that we could practice 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and still get smoked by 20 points. We just didn't have the talent. Right. So you're right. You don't need to spend that much time. Once you're about an hour and a half past, it all gets tuned out. Trust me. It all gets tuned out. They're not listening to you. They just want to go home. And I, that's at any level. Yep. So, um, you know what you do at golf practice? You play golf. Yes. Golf was great. That is the best practice. That's the best practice. The best sport to practice. Answer this. Why do you run the three-man weave in basketball practice? Okay. Now, I'll, and I'll answer that one for you. If you now half court, I think is stupid. Full court, you you teach a little coordination. You've got to make pinpoint passes, and you get conditioning. You get conditioning doing some sort of a drill without sitting there and doing sprints. Yeah. So you go up and down the floor. We made it into a game. You had to make so many layups. The group did in a three-minute thing. We did it for three minutes every day. It's conditioning more than anything else. Now, when you do it half court, pretty dumb. But it teaches you to cut, to move without the ball, to catch it, make a good pass. It's kind of coordination and conditioning. So we put some comp- – everything in our drills was competition. You had to reach this goal. You had to do this. Rebounding drill, there were points assessed for every rebound there that one, one bunch got. If you didn't get the defensive rebound, you got punished. It was stuff like that, and it made them a little more fun. Still did not great fun, but anyhow. Right. Good question, Dennis. Good question. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, let's see. I guess that's it. We got nothing else. Yeah. Um, a couple more, but we can save them. Yeah, we'll save them. We'll, we'll save them. Um, oh, Thursday, we will be back, but we will be covering Oakland Park on Thursday because oh, it is boy. the weekend of Oakland Park. So, big announcement this show will on Thursdays will cover a lot of Oakland. We're gonna Absolutely. do that, uh, in conjunction. We'll do a little bit of sports as well, but we'll do a lot of Oakland coverage. So, if you like horse racing, which I'm sure all of you do that are watching, sure, Oakland does open on Friday. We're gonna talk uh, all their big races for that week, they run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, we'll cover. By the time that uh, show starts on Thursday, we'll have all the cards for that week. So we're going to do a little Oakland. How's that sound? Sounds great. I'm going to have to bone up on it. It's my favorite racetrack in the world. Uh, it's If you've never been to Oakland and you have a chance to get there, do it. Yep. You've got to go. It is a, a racing city. The only thing I've not been to as many as Aaron has, but the only thing I can compare it to is Saratoga. As far as, and I've never been to Saratoga, but I've heard you talk. Compare it's just anywhere you go in town during racing season, somebody's talking about horse racing. Yep, it, it's a lot like Saratoga in that regard for sure. 
Saratoga is a little bit more of your fanciness where we're in, uh, you know, middle of Arkansas at Oakland. So the fanciness is not really there, but the yeah. everybody loves racing there for racing. You go yes. out on the town and people are talking racing. That is there. You so, go to the gas station. Yeah. You might run into the trainers. I mean, they're just out there. The, the, the town itself is pretty and it's own. It's in a natural setting with some some pretty mountains and it's got a national park with hot springs and it's just really a neat experience and in our neck of the woods it's a destination people go for the weekend absolutely i can't wait for it to start and i just thought you know our shows that we do we do so many uh shows here at racing dudes but none of them really focus solely on oakland for the whole meet i'll do video a couple videos you know a week on it but i thought what a perfect show two guys that started at oakland in horse racing you know, yeah. what a perfect show to do that. So Oakland on Thursdays for the first all oh, 30 minutes or so, we'll cover Oakland. We'll talk about Oakland. We'll talk about our thoughts. And then the next 30 minutes we'll do, you know, NFL right. picks and then on to college basketball. Absolutely. And the other thing, you go through the parking lot at Oakland, there's license plates, license plates from everywhere. There's more license plates from out of state than there is Arkansas at Oakland. Yeah. Right. We live five hours away, and we run into people all the time we know that have driven down from just like we have. Yep. And they do it once, two, three times a year. The thing, the thing I love about uh, for, for a person like myself uh, that's that's you know horse racing twenty four seven, I don't have a lot of people when I go out in my hometown or the, where I live now or anywhere around here that know anything about racing and. When you go out on the town in Saratoga or Lexington, Kentucky, or in Hot Springs, Arkansas, you look around and say, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know this guy, I know this no, you guy, can. you know, and they're all track people or track fans. And that's that's what I love about those three places more than anywhere else. And you see the same people there every time you go. Yep. Yep. And it wouldn't take much for you to talk me into going this weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I can't go this weekend, but. Uh, well, I may go by myself. What about Remington next weekend for the Springboard Mile? Let's see where things stand next weekend, and that might be a date, my friend. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. Maybe we do a live show from Remington. I'll call up Dale Day, see if he can get us a place to set up. We need a, we need a booth. We need. Well, we could. We'll definitely cover, uh, not this Thursday, next Thursday, we'll, we'll cover Remington a little bit. All right. I love it. Oh, boy. Here we go. We got plans. All right. We got to get out of here. You know why? Because the Blues and Jason's Rangers are in a 3-3 tie right now, midway through the second. Uh, no way we win that game. It's been back and forth, so we'll see if Jason gets the W or we get the W in this one. 3-3. So, all right, boys and girls, here we go. We're leaving. Great Thanks show, guys. for watching. Uh, we'll see you Thursday, and we'll be talking about Oakland. All right, see you guys. Like this is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.